Hello, and welcome to Here For You, a daily podcast to help you get through the global pandemic without going completely bananas. I'm Kate Spencer. And I'm Dori Shafrir, and today is Friday, April 17th. So as you know, we're here for you to offer comfort and support during this scary and uncertain time. And we also want to hear from you. You can email us at kateanddory at gmail.com or call us at 781-591-0390. Let us know how you're feeling, what you're up to, if you have any questions for us, stuff you want us to cover, ideas for distractions. We want to hear it all. Kate, how are you feeling and what are you up to? Wow. How am I feeling? I will tell you that this has felt kind of like the best week so far in this experience. Okay. So I'm feeling like cautiously, I don't know if optimistic is the word, but like we're we're doing okay. I feel like we're, my family is finding a rhythm. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean we aren't struggling and having very hard moments and hard days and hard times and fights and everything else. But it does feel like there is this week, there's been a slight adjustment. I think part of that is because we're in our second week um, of school, like Google classroom, um, virtual school. And that has helped have some consistency and also just, you know, like, occasionally seeing people they know online, I think has been, is nice and also hard um, for them. But yeah, we're, we're kind of figuring it out. Look, did I save my family with a whiteboard? As previously mentioned, it's possible. But I will say just like, (laughs) writing out what everybody is doing you know, like what we have going on. And I write down when I am working, like I am recording my recording Mm. a bunch of podcast stuff for two hours today. So my kids now know, like you do not bother me during that time. I mean, luckily my husband's also here working. Sometimes he's in a virtual room of people. Other times he's writing on his own. So they always have someone who can help them. But I almost want to get like a recording. Do not disturb sign to put on my bedroom door. Wait, Kate, yes. I literally said to Matt yesterday, can we get one of those red lights that they have on sets <laughs> that you so you know not to walk in yeah. when it's when they're rolling? Because pod- he was like, I've thought about it. <laughs> Podcasting is such a weird thing to be doing from home with a bunch of people there because, you know, under normal circumstances, like, yes, my kids would come in and ask me a question and it would be fine. But I'm like, listen, we are we're not going to be editing this like you cannot come in. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I, I will say like, I could not be doing this without, um, the magic of many apps that they have on their tablets, because when I am working on our podcast is like tablet time, official tablet time. Okay. So if any parents are searching for apps, I wanted to shout out some apps. These are specific to elementary school aged kids, but I think they skew younger too. But my kids love Prodigy, which is a math game, something called ABC. Yeah. ABCYA, Brain Pop, Mystery Science with Mystery Doug, and then Epic, which is an amazing reading app, which has a ton of books and graphic novels and also educational videos. A lot of these I'm having to subscribe to, which is not an expense I had planned for, but it so far has been worth it in terms of like things that are keeping my kids engaged that I feel like also contributes to learning. 
Yeah. So we'll link to those in the show yeah, notes. Yeah, yeah. And again, uh, most of these were, were have been recommended to me by my kids' teachers. So, you know, I can take, or other parents, I can take no credit. Um, I'm very grateful. So these are not, these are not like official school apps. These are... No, but they are... Th- other things. They are... They're educational. They are educational. But for example, like Brain Pop is something I've noticed both my kids' teachers using um, in our Google Classroom. And Mystery Science is one that has come up a lot. I guess this Mystery Doug guy is very popular with children. I know okay. no idea who he was. Um, so that has been, I feel like that has been very helpful and I'm grateful that we even have like, you know, access to these tablets because it is hilarious. Like two months ago, I was like, no screens in this house. And now I'm like, everybody <laughs> to the screens. <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh my god! Who knew? Anyway, how are you doing over there, Dory? You know, I'm okay. Um, I think I've mentioned this before, but it is funny having a child who is too small to even be engaged by screens. Like, even if I wanted to put him in front of a screen, he's not interested. Like, yeah, he's- Matt the other day tried to show him some like Beatles videos on YouTube, <laughs> and he was like no i want to go play with the washing machine buttons um so yeah so you know it not that i want to be like plunking him in front of a screen but every so often it would be nice to just be like hey you know what you watch this for (laughs) half an hour and i'm gonna go do this other thing um but it's fine um yesterday was busy we had a lot of like pod business to attend to but i did I did carve out some time to do a step aerobics workout. And you know what? It felt good. Good. Yeah. Sweating is very healing. No matter how you get to it, I feel like it really helps. It does. It does really help. Um, I I sweat and then I showered. I just felt fresh and clean. (laughs) This morning, I put on a real shirt. You can't see it, Kate, but I put on a real shirt. I'm not just wearing like a grungy t-shirt I mean and I had jeans on for a while and then I was like who am I kidding and I put on <laughs> leggings right before we started to record. <laughs> I was gonna say, it's still morning at the time of this recording so <laughs> I applaud you for the jeans I did have a funny so I wore a jumpsuit yesterday I've mostly been wearing leggings and t-shirts and like a hooded sweatshirt. And I, I put on this jumpsuit that was like bright blue. Yeah, I liked it. And, and and you commented on it. My husband commented on it. Like, you you know, oh, you're wearing like colors. And I was like, oh, yeah, I have been wearing sort of just like blah grays all the time. And then, but I was still wearing a jumpsuit. Like it was still very loose and comfortable. And then at some point after dinner, I was like, well, time to change into my other <laughs> my other comfy outfit and I put on leggings. That sounds, I, I mean, comfort is key. And I, I, it is kind of fascinating to examine how our fashion that when we wear out into the world often is incredibly uncomfortable. Totally. You know, especially shoes. Yeah. Why, why are we doing that? I don't know. I mean, I had kind of been on board the, comfortable shoe train before and now I'm like why would I ever wear anything else what are you what are your shoes that you are currently like wearing at home do you even wear shoes just slippers I mostly wear slippers 
And then when I leave the house, I either wear my Rothy's slip-ons or my Fabletics sneakers. Wow, two <laughs> Forever 35 sponsors. sponsors. <laughs> well, I can tell um, you, I'm, in, I'm also in Fabletics right now in a Forever 35 sweatshirt. And I only wear like Crocs and Birkenstocks and sneakers right now. Yeah, like super comfy shoes. Yeah. I mean, it's about to get warmer, so I assume I will be wearing sandals maybe when I leave the house. I don't know. How often do I leave the house? <laughs> Not that often. You go on a walk every day. I do. I do. But I, I wouldn't wear sandals on a walk. I would wear sneakers. I need more. I need more support on my walk. Well, I'm glad we have figured out our fashion right now. <laughs> Same. I did. Um, I have been because it is warmer here wearing like a lot of kind of moo-moo-y flowy dresses. That has been a little bit of a transition for me fashion wise. Oh, okay. But those also only last, you know, it's not that long. And then I'm back into yeah. my sweatpants or my pajamas and loving it and loving it. Well, I did. I did have the thought this morning when I put on the quote unquote real shirt and the jeans. I realized that every day I've been in this mentality of either like, okay, well, I'm probably going to work out later. So I should just wear my like workout leggings all day because there's no point in putting on anything else. Or I'm like, eh, I'll just wear my leggings all day. And I realize it's kind of the same mentality of like, well, I'm just going to get back in my bed later. So there's like no point in making it. <laughs> yes. I, I feel and, the same way. And then today I was like, no, you know what? I can change my clothes. It's okay. <laughs> like... I change my clothes in my regular life when I'm not stuck at home. So like when I go to the gym, it's not like all day I wear my gym clothes. Sometimes all day I wear my gym clothes. Like I might happen. That might happen today. Okay. But you know what? That's fine. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? It doesn't matter. No. I just had that little thought. I was like, oh, that's funny. Um, as I put on my leggings. Okay. Let's hear from some listeners. Um, we heard from a listener a couple days ago who was studying for the GMAT and she was worried because she's also working full time and she's just like not focused um, when she tries to study. Kate suggested studying in the morning. I suggested postponing the GMAT. Um, and we heard from, from uh, another listener who is an academic coach in higher education. So someone with actual credentials. Yeah, way more to experienced weigh to weigh in Yeah, here. way more experienced. Um, and she writes, I've been working with a lot of students who feel unmotivated and are struggling to complete work and study. One thing that has really helped them is using the Pomodoro method. Basically, you set a timer for 25 minutes and work on a task without getting distracted, such as picking up your phone, checking social media, etc. Then you take a five minute break. It is important to not do something too distracting where you can't get back to your task after five minutes. Then you repeat. If you do four cycles of this, you take a longer break. This method also works for completing tasks outside of studying too. For any listeners interested, I highly recommend. Have a great day, Jessica. Um, I feel like you and I have used, maybe not exactly the Pomodoro method, but like a modified version of the Pomodoro method. I, I do this a lot for um, writing. Yeah. And actually, when when this was suggested, I was like, oh, duh, like, this is how I write books. I use this a lot. Yeah, totally. So and I actually I'm reading a book right now for a future guest. And I've been reading it also kind of like this too. like I'll read two chapters a day. 
Oh, interesting. And not force myself to do more, but know that that's the amount I have to do every day. And that's been really helpful. So digestible oh, that's really bites. cool. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah. I'm really, I like that. Also, didn't this feel validating that an academic coach recommended this method? Yes. Yes. I wish, I, I mean, neither of us thought of it, but even though we had used it before. Yeah, but, but this is why we need I'm glad experts. That, I'm glad she... Exactly. All right. So we also heard from a listener who was a college senior, is a college senior and had to leave school and is now at home with her parents and is kind of struggling with being back at home. So we got some advice from other listeners about her situation. So we're going to play a voicemail first. Hi, this is Catherine. I'm calling for here for you. Um, And I'm calling for the listener who is back home living with her parents, um, not getting to do her end of college stuff. And the thought I wanted to share is is that um, all of us, as we sort of grow and change, sometimes we have to sort of concretely articulate, like redefine the relationship. Um, and I found that really valuable for myself uh, growing up with my sister, sort of changing it so that we weren't in just a little sister, big sister relationship. We were instead uh, friends and peers. And I wonder if the listener can do something similar with her parents that, you know, yes, I'm still your daughter and I'm a college graduate and I'm a grown woman with relationships and desires and ambitions. Um, and maybe that will help them have a different way of relating with each other in this unusual time of closeness. Um, I hope it's helpful. And uh, Kate and Dory, you're the best. Thanks. Bye. What a wise suggestion. Great idea. I love this. Yeah. What a firm like, way of setting boundaries. Yeah, totally. Um, Kate, do you want to read this next email, who, which is from a fellow college graduate who is also living at home? Hi, Katendor. I am writing in response to the listener from today's episode who is struggling with uncertainty about her future after college. Listener, when you said you felt like you lost everything you were looking forward to overnight, I felt that. I am 25 and have been living with my parents for almost a year in order to finish graduate school with as little debt as possible. I graduated in December, was set up to start my dream job, my first real adult job in my chosen field in early March, and felt like the future that I had worked so hard for was finally starting to come together. That is now derailed due to COVID-19. My new job is on hold indefinitely, and it looks like I will be continuing to live with my parents for the foreseeable future. I just wanted to tell you that you are not alone in this. I am struggling to balance my gratitude for my parents supporting me while also mourning the loss of my independence and the chance to finally truly be on my own. Here are a few of the things I have found to be helpful. Cooking and baking a lot. I have found that my parents, who are both working from home, are very appreciative of not having to handle dinner. Diving into a more labor-intensive recipe and putting on a podcast or audiobook has been a nice way to quiet my mind while also feeling like I am being productive and helpful. Getting outside. I am fortunate to live I'm fortunate enough to live somewhere warm and I am trying to get out of the house for at least a half hour every day, whether it's a bike ride, walk, or just sitting in the backyard. I find that even a little bit of distance and quiet puts me in a better mood and helps when I am starting to feel lethargic and depressed from sitting cooped up in the house. Taking continuing education classes online. I'm, sur- I'm sure this will vary depending on your field, but I've signed up for some online lectures on topics in my field that I'm interested in. I take my laptop outside to watch them, take notes, and finish with a little more career-related knowledge than I started the day with. 
I did pay for these courses, but I almost, I also get emails all the time for free webinars, live chats, and lectures available to me from my field's National Professional Association. I know you have online coursework as you finish up your school year, but maybe this is something you could try post-graduation if you need to. Staying in touch with my classmates. While many of my classmates have been fortunate enough to find full-time employment by now, many are also living with their parents and struggling to find a job. When I feel like I'm the only young adult on earth who is still living with her parents with no end in sight, it helps to remind myself that I am not alone with some good old-fashioned commiserating. Lastly, when I get caught up in wondering how long things will be like this, I try to remind myself that nothing is permanent and this too shall pass. I try to picture my future self in my own place with my own life kicking ass at my job and wishing future me could tell past me all the good things that are to come after this scary and discouraging time. I am thinking of you, fellow listener, and I hope you and your loved ones stay safe and healthy through all this. Hang in there. What a lovely and helpful email. Yeah, that was really, really so thoughtfully laid out. Mm hmm. Mm, I love all these concrete suggestions. I love the idea of taking continuing education courses. I do too. I actually like, as I was reading that, I was like, oh, mental note, that could be cool. (laughs) Like for me. Yeah. I don't know when, you know, it's hard to find the time, but that's a great idea. And I think a way to feel like you are still working towards something and, and enhancing yourself professionally. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I also like this idea of like, cooking dinner for your parents especially if they are working yeah I think that's also a nice way to kind of remind them that you are a grown-up like you're not expecting them to cook dinner like they did when you were a kid that's so interesting yeah that is nice you know yeah I also like like you know it is very nice to get to live with parents who are you know presumably you're not paying rent to them so it's like nice way to be like all right thanks I made I made you this quiche yeah. Mm, quiche. I know. Does that sound good? I want a quiche. It does. I mean, hopefully they can find eggs. Yeah, that's the one annoying part of a quiche right now is that eggs are a little hard to come by. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, um, so we got a question that I've seen come up in the Facebook group a few times and just sort of generally on social media. And I thought it would be an interesting one for us to tackle. And okay, so here we go. Um, my question is, what does everyone think of the ethics of non-essential purchases right now? Full disclosure, I personally placed a big Amazon order for craft supplies during the first week of social distancing in March, and I grabbed a couple fun things for the holidays when I physically visited a Target. Like so many things, I felt bad about it and did it anyway. Since those early weeks of whatever this is, I've switched to delivery or pickup for any purchases and have mostly limited my purchases to food and necessary toiletries. I've also ordered a few things from makers who I know run a one woman business and I've justified it because I'm supporting a small business and I know they don't have a thousand low paid workers in their studios. I feel gross looking at all the sales emails from large corporations in my promotions folder when I go to clean up my inbox every day. I know I'm so lucky to be able to shelter in place and to be anxious about theoreticals. And I feel so guilty thinking of all the workers who have to go to work like usual and deal with actual risk to support the rest of us. I balked though at a commenter on a work advice website who was chiding anyone for mailing non-essential items like cards or little pick-me-up gifts. Their stance was basically that the mail slash shipping system should be reserved for necessities like medication. 
What is the in-between? I'm working to reduce my dependence on Amazon. Signing petitions and emailing their representatives feels like an empty gesture that doesn't actually solve the immediate problem. I don't want to put anyone at unnecessary risk by using Instacart daily, and it also seems really difficult to say that no one should be allowed to buy birthday presents or new yoga pants or a printer for surprise homeschooling for the indefinite future, but is that what is needed during this time? Any thoughts are appreciated, even if they are, yes, you lazy consumer, you are not allowed to buy yoga pants right now. No one can see the hole in your pants anyway. Oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, I I think this is... I mean, gosh, this is a discussion that has been happening all over the place. I I am a little, I feel like there's a lot of mixed messages that this listener is getting and also maybe that I'm getting because it was my understanding that we should be utilizing the postal service right now because the postal service is struggling and it's not being supported by our, um, financially by the government right now like there's there was no bailout offered so like we want to be buying stamps and mailing things but again i could right. i could be wrong i'm getting all sorts of information too from all over the place yeah i mean i think that the idea of supporting small businesses is a good one and an important one and just anecdotally from the the small business owners who i've seen on social media um, and in our inboxes, they are very grateful for the sales. Yes. So I think we're all just kind of doing the best we can. Yeah. And it sounds like this listener is incredibly thoughtful about this and trying to actually like make choices that support individuals. I mean, I'm just listening about, you know, they're reducing their dependence on Amazon, something I'm also working yeah. on. They're signing petitions, yeah. emailing representatives. Like you are really, you are are actually doing, I think, good things here. Yeah. I mean, one thing that I've been trying to do is if I need something and I can buy it directly from the company's website versus buying it on Amazon or another like big box store, I'll do that um, so that they can get, more of the money interesting even if it costs me another like couple of dollars yeah so i don't know and then you know we we heard so we heard from another listener who is basically saying please buy things for me do you want to do you want to read this email hi catendor Longtime listener and nascent goat farmer Lauren here. I had to write in after listening to today's Here For You episode in which Dory shouted out the super inspired goat to meeting Zoom specials that Sweet Farm offers. It's such a brilliant idea and one I fully support. I have done some background research and Sweet Farm seems like a super incredible nonprofit organization that focuses on education and sustainability as offshoots of their animal sanctuary. I am a very small scale solo lady dairy farmer, and so my little operation is for profit, but hopes and aspires to embody a lot of the same principles that Sweet Farm puts forth, most especially animal welfare and land stewardship, while also attempting to create good, healthy, delicious food for my community and beyond. I am just entering my second season farming on my own after having spent five years working on other goat dairies in Vermont, and was hoping to launch my commercial products this summer, but with all that's been happening, things are on hold indefinitely. I am not in the minority here in the great state of Vermont where small-scale cheesemakers are really struggling to find markets for their wares. Animals keep on making milk and there's endless work to be done, but what is already a razor-thin margin in the best of times has gotten imperceptible now. 
I would like to urge you and the wonderful Here For You and Forever 35 listenership to do what they can to support their local farm and dairies in whatever ways they can right now, recognizing that this may not be financially viable for some. It can sound like a real indulgence to spend money on something like artisan chevra or heirloom veggies when one's income is uncertain. But for those who have the means, investing in your local food system can mean the world to a farmer whose livelihood is being threatened by the pandemic. And as an aside, I would humbly offer my sweet goats as alternative guests on a future episode of either podcast. By the looks of it, Sweet Farm has been inundated with requests and I'd happily field some of the overflow. Big goaty hugs from the Green Mountain State. I mean. Mm, I mean. (laughs) Big goaty hugs back to you. Goaty hugs. From the Golden State? I think that's where we live. Yeah, we are in the Golden State. You know, I think that this is this is something that I just have kind of had a hard time mentally wrapping my head around is how many businesses are affected by what's happening right now. And part of that is because you and I are so fortunate to be able to work remotely like this. Yeah. You know, but I have friends who work in events. I have friends who work in real estate. I have like I have a friend who's a caterer. Like every it is so impactful across the board and hurting business. Yep, so yep, yep. this is just a, a lovely reminder. And yes, we want your goats. And we will link to her farm um, in our show notes. Her farm is called Villa Villa Coola Farm. Do you know where in Vermont it is? Um, in her signature, it says it's in Tunbridge, Vermont. Oh, cool. I've never heard of Tunbridge. I'm sure it's charming. Oh yeah, I definitely could could imagine a sweet romantic comedy happening in Tunbridge, Vermont. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm, exactly. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. Well, Kate, what is our word of the day? Well, Dory, I went with selfishly how I'm feeling today, but the word is balance, and I I find that this can be kind of a problematic word because it's aspirational and yet often unattainable. But I do mm. I do feel like um, we can strive to try to give ourselves the gift of balance a little bit so if you if you whatever Mm -hmm. whatever that means to you Mm -hmm. you know yeah I like this a lot well thanks and yeah and what is our activity of the day Uh, well okay full disclosure I have not yet done this activity virtually I have done it in person though and it's amazing and that is sweat fest with Ryan Huffington who's an incredible choreographer based here in Los Angeles he has been hosting dance class Tuesday Wednesday Thursday at 10 a.m pacific yesterday apparently pink was also there as the special guest I have friends who were doing the dance class but he's he's amazing and his um dance studio here in LA is called the sweat spot and I have friends who are like true devotees of this studio who th- this class, this class and his class and his studio are their self care. And so I know that these Instagram sessions are incredibly important to people and really inspiring and just getting your body moving and dancing is so wonderful. So if you have not followed Ryan Huffington on Instagram, get on there. And I will try to commit to doing one of these dance classes next week. They just happen right before Dory and I record. So I'll just be out of breath. (laughs) Um, Are they free? I believe so. But um, I do think he's asking for donations or support to keep the studio open. So if that's something Mm. that is available to people to contribute to, I think that's lovely. But I believe they are free. 
I'll triple check. Cool. All right. Well, that does it for today. Thank you for listening. And we're here for you. Bye. Bye.